The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to continue our discussion about how much speed matters when it comes to accessing data. Joining us again is David Finkelstein, who is the co-founder and CEO of BDEX, which is the first and only real-time data exchange platform, which provides instant access to consumer activity only seconds after it's transpired, enabling limitless data sellers to offer their data for purchase to the exact data buyer seeking critical information in real time. And yesterday, David told us about the future of data-driven marketing and the value of data. And today, we're going to continue the conversation by talking about the real possibilities of real-time data. Okay, here's my conversation with David Finkelstein, co-founder and CEO of BDEX. David, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you for having me once again. Excited to have you back on the show. Yesterday, we talked a lot about what's happening in the data landscape and what direction we're going Data seems in some cases to become more valuable and scarce. In some cases, it's becoming less valuable and more of a commodity. As you think about the usage of data and some of the sophisticated things marketers are doing, talk to me about how marketers are using data in real time. I think that the technology for using data in real time is still in its infancy. There's not a ton being done in real time. There are some applications where people are using some geolocation data, where they're identifying where consumers are going. And as they approach a certain retailer or something like that, they can in some ways be contacted through an app, for example. Even if you use the Uber app these days, they're obviously able to see your location and they can tell you that there's a Dunkin' Donuts right around the corner. So I think there's a few limited ways that it's being used in real time today, but I think that you will see that grow significantly over the next 10 years. You know, the experience that you're mentioning, which I normally would have called sort of the beacon type marketing experience, hey, I walked by the Apple store and I got a ping on my phone from the Apple store app saying, did you know the Apple store is five feet away? I hate it. (laughs) I can't stand it. I don't want to be disrupted. I know the Apple store is right there. I'm walking right by it. There has to be other real-time uses of data. Who's doing something experimental or interesting? That's a perfect example that you gave of annoyance. And I think that part of that problem with that is that people are just thinking of it as a novelty. 
They're like, oh, well, because we know that you're close, we're just going to tell you that we're here. I think that what you're going to see happen over time as the ability to use data in real time exists. And again, this is why we built the platform, because not just knowing that you are nearby, just knowing that alone is not enough to make you become a customer. But if there were other data signals that they could look at to determine if maybe you were in the market for a specific product, then now all of a sudden it becomes interesting. And maybe it's not the Apple Store, maybe it's something else. But the idea being that if they could cross-reference your location with a whole bunch of other data signals that showed what you were doing yesterday or what you were searching for online or minutes ago or whatever it was could tie in to your location, well, now all of a sudden it could get really interesting. So give me some examples of technology improvements that you think are likely to happen, which will make the usage of real-time data more effective. One of the biggest things that we're trying to proliferate is the idea that by taking away the concept of siloed data and integrating it together into a single exchange, it gives you the power to then be able to take data from so many different places, merge it all together and use it effectively. And I think that, like I always use the example of television simply because I still see television as being very archaic when it comes to advertising. They know very little about you. All they use is Nielsen ratings and demographics about your home, yet they can't even currently target you to your home. They can only target you based on a region or a DMA. So what I believe can eventually happen is by the proliferation of data in an exchange, we can actually make it so that when you're watching TV, for example, and an hour ago you were online or even minutes ago you were online and you were searching for something, can you imagine if there was actually an advertisement that is relevant to the trip to Italy you were just trying to research on your iPad? That's the kind of real-time interaction that I believe can eventually happen, but the technology needs to get there. I like the idea of cross-device data being in real time. Hey, I was just looking for the local pizza place on Yelp, or I'm searching for places to go to dinner. I also have the TV on in the background. It'd be great to be able to serve the local pizza places ad. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? 
Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. How far away do you think we are from my television knowing that I'm hungry and being able to show me what are the options without me actually asking for them? I think that if the television industry does not make some significant changes in the next five years, then they're going to be in trouble. Because look, everybody is going to streaming now, right? So the streaming technologies are all internet technologies. So they will have access to data in ways that TV won't unless TV catches up. So I think in my eyes, TV has five years to catch up at most before all the streaming services sort of put that notion out of business, really, in the sense that TV companies and cable companies become internet providers and everybody's doing streaming only. I think that TV has an opportunity to change and change in sort of this way to make it better. But we'll see. We'll see if they can do it. I think it's worth calling out that when you say TV advertising, there's a difference between linear television advertising, right? The plug from your wall and then the connected television, which is your streaming services, the Apple TVs of the world, which have the ability to essentially pixel or understand what you're watching and who you are and connect the dots. Yeah. And we're working with companies like Hulu and Roku and those guys to help in the streaming world to help them advance their technologies. The linear world, I don't know what's going to happen to them. Outside of linear television, are there other industries in marketing that you feel like are getting disrupted or likely to be disrupted by the rise and proliferation of real-time data? Well, we're already seeing a lot of disruption in online and mobile. And Google's announcement of getting rid of third-party cookies is an interesting change. And I think that that change is actually going to create more of a reliance on first-party data. So we going back to our previous conversation, that's where first-party data becomes more valuable. That brings us back into the privacy conversation. As we think about a third-party pixel-less world, how do you think the potential changes in tracking and the usage of data are going to be affected? It kind of goes back to what I said before, but I don't think a lot of people realize the value of first-party data and how it will be affected. Publishers have been giving away their data because with third-party cookies, most websites have dozens and dozens of third-party cookie pixels on their website, and they're giving away this data, and they're getting paid very, very little because there's so many middlemen involved between DMPs, DSPs, LiveRamp, all these guys are taking the majority of the revenue. So the publishers have been getting very little revenue from that. What I think that the publishers stand to gain from the removal of third-party cookies is that all of a sudden their audience becomes much more valuable and the data about their audience becomes much more valuable if they can figure out how to harness that. Yeah, it's interesting. It makes me think that on the flip side, as the data becomes more scarce, either the advertising placements are going to become less valuable or the costs for ad placements are going to become more expensive. Definitely the cost for advertisements that are placed with first-party data will become much more valuable. 
Well, that's good news for us publishers. It's good news for the content creators. Hopefully first party data and everyone that's actually creating is going to be able to better monetize their products and services. David, that said, I appreciate you coming on the show and talking to us a little bit about data and about your platform. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to David Finkelstein, co-founder and CEO of BDEX for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about David, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is BDEX underscore David. That's B-D-E-X underscore D-A-V-I-D. Or you can visit his company's website, which is BDEX.com, B-D-E-X.com. Just one link in our show notes that I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You could subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can just contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Schapp, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.